Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Join Andy Schneider, national spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. All righty. Thank you very much for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends over at Tucker Milling Feeds. And uh, we've had uh, a great time touring with Tucker Milling uh, the last few weeks. And we have another great event coming up in Troy, Alabama this Saturday. And I'll be telling you all about that a little bit later in the episode. But thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a great show lined up. Uh, the importance of reading feed bag labels and what they mean. And not just the, uh, I guess, the, the nutritional label at the bottom that's stitched in, but also on the bag itself. You know, um, it, it kind of reminds me of reading egg carton labels and, and things that they, or even if you're buying, you know, uh, chicken and in, in the meat case or uh, pork in the meat case or, or anything, really, uh, you know, when I'm looking at egg labels and I see, you know, free range, cage free, organic, non-GMO, raised without uh, antibiotics, raised without hormones. And I'll give you an example like the raised without hormones, raised without added hormones is that it's been against federal law since the 50s to even utilize hormones in the raising of chicken and pork, but yet they still put it on the label because it looks good and it makes the consumer feel good. Oh, it's no hormones in here. Well, they haven't been able to legally and federally use those since the 50s, but that's still on the label because it looks good. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit, not just about the importance of it. And some of you, let's be honest, may not even know that there's a label sewn in on the bottom of the bag because it is on the bottom of the bag you may never see it uh, and you're like oh whatever um, but we want to have everybody be a label reader it's important to be a label reader and and you know but if you go you just may not understand um, what it all means and what's important you know oh, it has this much of that in there great uh, i don't know if that's uh good or bad or it has this much in there. Does that mean, is, is that enough to do any good? Because people, I mean, let's face it, there may be companies that hey, it looks good on the, on the, it looks good on the um, label or on the bag, but I'm putting, it has this in there. Sounds good. Looks good. But the amount that's in there is not even enough to 
do any good for your chickens, but they put it on the front of the bag because, hey, it looks good. One more ingredient that makes the makes the consumer think this feed is, is better. So, yeah, some trickery in advertising. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> we see it all the time. So um, that's what the show is going to be today with our, our guest, Dr. Kern Gehring, Ph.D., poultry nutritionist. And uh, I'm going to go to our first commercial break. I, I, hopefully everybody can hear me okay. Uh, I, during the show intro, uh, it was a little crackly on my end. So I'm going to go to commercial break, see if I can't troubleshoot a couple of things on the switchboard. And then I will be back and we'll welcome Dr. Curran to come on the show and get started. And, and while during the break, uh, you can get your pen and paper because I'm sure you're going to want to write these notes, little reminders. Hey, uh, then you get maybe go out later today and, and look at the bag label, uh, both the bag itself and what it says or claims is so good about the feed. And then the label at the bottom that shows you really what's in the feed uh, as well. So get that pen and paper ready while we go to our first commercial break. And we'll be back uh, very shortly with the importance of reading feedback labels and what they mean right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Tucker Milling. The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in just 15 seconds. Powered by a 1.5 horsepower electric motor, the Yardbird Chicken Plucker can handle two 8-pound birds at one time, while the built-in irrigation ring keeps your hands free for other butchering tasks. The 20-inch stainless steel drum features 110 rubber plucking fingers that gently remove feathers and dirt without tearing the skin. When butchering is complete, the plucker rinses clean with just soap and water. To learn more or purchase your plucker, visit YardbirdPluckers.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at StrombergsChickens.com. That's StrombergsChickens.com. Chickens across the country are flocking to grubbits. These natural oven-dried black soldier fly larvae are sustainably raised right here in the USA. Grubbits account for 10 to 15% of a normal diet and are available at almost half the price of some competing brands. More calcium, stronger eggshells, healthier feathers, happier hens. Find Grubbits online at grubbits.com, on social media at Grubbits, or on Amazon. G-R-U-B-B-E-T-S. That's Grubbits, the feed chickens need. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today. I uh, did a little bit of troubleshooting. Um, uh, my wife did teaching uh, online this morning, and I uh, was uh, asking her if she had issues. She said the Internet seemed to be uh, really pretty crappy this morning, so I guess it's carrying on. Uh, so nonetheless, let me get over here and bring on uh, Dr. Curran Gehring, poultry nutritionist with Tucker Milling. Um, how am I sounding, uh, Curran? Is, is, what does it sound like to you on your end? Hey, Andy, uh, you sound great. Uh, 
perfectly okay, good. in line. I've noticed that before listening back to the uh, um, live show once it's uh, turned into a podcast for uh, long-term listening uh, that things and, and, and that I heard uh, didn't ever make it throughout the live show or even to the podcast. So that's good. But, yeah, I'm still – mm-hmm. uh, the commercials break up a little bit for me. But I'm hearing you loud and clear too. It's, that's all that matters because we want to learn with all the things that you're going to teach us today. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yep. Um, you know, the importance of reading feedback labels. I'm sure there's folks out there that have no idea there's a, there's a nutritional uh, label or bag, a tag on the bottom of, of the bag. And uh, a lot of times they um, will just read what's on printed on the front of the bag. And then sometimes, you know what, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even read that, don't read either. And they just go in and they'll say, oh, I want that brand. I'll take that. And why? Maybe they heard about it or her friend recommended or, you know, I want this brand. Or, you know, for a lot of folks, it's, hey, what's the cheapest laying pellets you got? Hey, what's what's the cheapest feed for my chickens you got? Uh, oh, really? Scratch is only eight ninety nine a bag. I'll, I'll take that, you know. So um, what's big, you know, melting pot of all these folks that are buying feed for their chickens across the country, we all, I guess, do it a little bit differently. But we'd love to, we've talked about this in our meetings, Doc, is, you know, we'd love to, you know, get folks to, you know, be a, be a label reader and know what's going into their hand. Everybody's always seems so concerned about, oh, I'm not going to give that, or I don't want antibiotics, or I don't want this, or I want to do it all naturally because, you know, I'm feeding my family with these eggs. Uh, well, don't you think that same thing applies to the feed you're feeding your chickens? You know, I, I think that's overlooked a lot from what right. I've seen over the last over the last 15 mm-hmm. years. You know, they may oh I don't want chi- I don't want mealworms from China or I don't want this that or you know or whatever, but then they'll just go and say I want the nine dollar bag of feed or whatever the cheapest is or yeah this bag will be fine or that bag will be fine. Um, so it's overlooked. So yeah, we, we need to get folks in, into that. Um, mindset, if you will, of, you know, hey, they're not all created equal and um, be be a label reader, both the, the nutritional label at the bottom and, and, and what's on the bag itself. So tell us all about that. Right. Uh, yeah, and I, I just wanted to mention, you know, when you look at uh, different products, even from the same manufacturer, you know, sometimes a lot of that information is on a, a sewed on uh, label or tag. Um, sometimes it might all be on the on the bag, usually on the on the back. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's certain parts of it that are required, and then there's a lot of it that's not that would be you know added at the manufacturer's discretion. But you know, it, it it's a good idea to you know look at the uh, sewed on label if there is one, and then the front and uh, back and sides of the bag for all this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the, uh, I guess the first thing I wanted to just mention, and this is more of a just an FYI for people, is, uh, you know, one of the required parts of, of what goes on a feed label is the species or life stage that that feed's made for. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually on a on a um, sodon tag that might be right after the name of the feed um, or the or the product, and so a lot of times. Uh, you know, a product might be marketed for one breed or one uh, species of, of animal or bird. Uh, you know, the bag might have a picture of of one type of uh, chicken or one type of animal, but there under the product name on the tag, it might say also suitable for ducks or also suitable for, uh, you know, goats or other animals. And 
uh, you know, we get questions all the time about uh, can I feed this feed to this animal or, uh, you know, my pigs got into my chicken feed or, they, you know, can they eat that? And, uh, a lot of times if, uh, if you just take a look at that, uh, that line under the product name, uh, you know, it may say also suitable for these different uh, types of animals, even if uh, that product isn't marketed specifically for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and that's just because uh, you know it, it would just be impossible to make feed specifically for every uh, specific uh, breed or type of animal uh, just because of production efficiency. So, um, but that doesn't mean that you know one feed that's marketed for. Uh, you know, for chickens specifically, might not, you know, maybe great for for another type of bird as well. Um, right. Yeah, having multiple species here on the farm, uh, from uh, you know, cows and goats and sheep and chickens and see um, um, hogs and turkeys and things like that. You know, there'll be oftentimes. Uh, I remember vividly um, that my local feed store was out of the um, swine feed. Uh, hog feed and uh, they're like well I've got the all all stock and of course on the all stock bag it has a picture of a I think a cow and a horse and um, let's see what else uh, maybe a goat um, but there's no pictures of a hog on it and uh, it's kind of like oh yeah 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 it'll be fine it may not, and of course they're like it may not be ideal nutrition for the hogs but it is all stock maybe designed for all you know over species but but then again as keeping goats and sheep and I can't remember because I'm no sheep expert or goat expert. My wife does handles the goats more. There's there's mm-hmm. something that sheep something that sheep can't have that even goat can have or other animals or they need. I forget what yeah, it is, but yeah. Yeah, sheep are pretty sensitive to copper. There it is. Yeah. So so you gotta be kind of careful with that. So maybe it's not mm-hmm. you know maybe they uh, that we were sensitive with that like oh the sheep can't have this or it's not good for them to have that. So maybe the all stock, they wouldn't be included in that. And copper may not be in all stock, I don't know. But um, it's, uh, yes, with multiple species here on the farm, we, we try to buy bags specific for the species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I would, would always recommend. If, you know, if you want, uh, you know, give your, your animals the, you know, the best nutrition for them and buy a, a product that's specifically made for them is always the uh, you know, the best choice, but, um, <laughs> but everybody just, you know, people don't want to have 12 different kinds of feed. So that, that, that's true. And I'm laughing because I can hear people right now through the radio waves, all these chicken owners going, <laughs> I buy multiple species feeds too, for all the different species I have on my farm. But guess what? The chickens, they eat it all. <laughs> chicken yeah. will be in, <laughs> they'll make their rounds. Oh, I'm feeding the hogs. Oh, they're, they're, they're eating a little hog food, right? Oh, I'm feeding the goats. Eating chickens come over, eating a little goat food, a little whatever. So, uh, yeah, the chicken seems to make their rounds whenever I'm feeding a specific animal, and I get their share of a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I, uh, I guess next I just wanted to talk about the, the, you know, the next thing uh, as you go down the, the – uh, feed label, and sure. that's the guaranteed analysis. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, the, the Association of Animal Feed Control Officials, or AFCO, 
has, uh, you know, guidelines that are for different species or different life stages within species uh, where they uh, have, you know, a list of certain nutrients and whether they need to be a minimum or a maximum guarantee uh, for that particular animal. And it, some some states are, you know, not uh, – I don't go exactly by that. Some states like uh, Kentucky do go by AFCO guidelines. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, you know, a feed company might uh, use the AFCO guidelines uh, just so that they can sell uh, that feed in any state. Um, but, uh, you know, then there's – you can always add other guarantees that aren't part of that list. And, you know, one one thing that I've, I thought of the other day is, you know, you're talking about uh, potential trickery, and this is not something, you know, I want to make it clear I'm not accusing anyone of doing this, uh, but, you know, when you, uh, particularly with uh, horse feed, you look at potassium, and it's usually potassium and uh, minimum. So a lot of times we'll see potassium uh, minimum 1%. And uh, for people that have, uh, you know, horses that need uh, low potassium feeds, you know, you're typically wanting about 1% or less. Well, on the guaranteed analysis, when that says minimum, uh, when you're just glancing at it, you see potassium 1%. But all it's, all that minimum says is minimum. I mean, it could be 50% potassium. Uh, uh-huh. which, you know, obviously, no feed is you know, going to be that high, but uh, that's just something that when you're reading a, uh, a feed label, you really need to keep in mind is if it says minimum, uh, that doesn't tell you anything about uh, how high it is. And if it says maximum, it doesn't tell you anything about how low it is. So it's in there. It just this is the minimum amount that's in the bag, and this is the maximum amount. It could be anywhere in that area. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I was thinking of an example for backyard poultry, and uh, you know, let's say uh, on the backyard poultry farms, you know, a lot of people uh, were saying that there should be more than a hundred. Uh, PPM of organic copper, say, you know, copper amino acid complex. And that became really popular, and so the, you know, the retail customers were demanding it. Well, uh, you know, a, a particular feed might have 20 PPM of organic copper, uh, and you could put uh, organic copper maximum 200 PPM. Uh, and when when somebody just glances down the guaranteed analysis, they see 200 ppm, but it says maximum. Uh, gotcha. So it could be one, it could be zero, and uh, so that's just something to keep in mind. Is that uh, you know that it really doesn't tell you uh, a whole lot uh, if that you know if it's something that you want a lot of and it says max. Or if it's something that you don't want a lot of, and it says men, uh, then it, you know, it's really not helpful in that case. And and it could be used in order to, you know, disguise the fact that that level isn't ideal. 
Yeah, I just got, I got a uh, label right now um, that was put in my hands, and um, I see that where it, you know it'll say something like crude protein minimum sixteen percent, mm-hmm. or lysine minimum zero point eight percent, or methionine minimum. They all, and, and then the only thing that I see minimum maximum on would be calcium and salt. Everything else just shows a minimum amount in the feed. Uh, but again, calcium and salt would have a minimum to a maximum uh, in that area. Um, but I see exactly right. what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, there's very few um, nutrients. I, salt, uh, calcium, I, maybe one or two more that you know AFCO requires a minimum and a maximum for. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, like, the example with uh, with lysine, uh, you know, if you're looking at digestible lysine, uh, the the requirement for optimal growth would be well over one percent. Uh, you know, for commercial boilers, it's about one point two five or really one point three percent from in the first seven days. And so, if it said minimum, uh, say zero point eight percent. Well, that feed could be terribly deficient, or it could be excellent. It could have uh, 1.35, but you know you wouldn't know it just based on that minimum number. And uh, you know the the other thing is uh, that you know the three nutrients that are on every pad, no matter what, are uh, you know crude protein, crude fat, crude fiber. And, uh, you know, I think I might have mentioned this on one of the other podcast episodes, but that there's a reason that they have crude in front of them. And, uh, you know, those those numbers just really don't tell you much at all about the quality of the seed. Okay. Uh, and, for example, with crude protein, uh, it's not even a measure of protein at all. Uh, it's actually... The, uh, it's a measurement of the percent nitrogen in the feed uh, multiplied by 6.25. And the reason huh. that you multiply it by 6.25 is that most plant protein has approximately 15% nitrogen. And uh, 16 goes into 100 6.25 times. So basically what you're doing is you can measure the um, nitrogen pretty easily, and then you're just using a correction factor and getting a, you know, sort of ballpark uh, number. And, uh, you know, and then the, so since it's just a measurement of nitrogen, there's things like ammonium chloride, uh, urea, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, that, that we call non-protein nitrogen sources that ruminants can utilize uh, that, you know, have no value for a chicken. And so, you know, I could make a feed that's 1,900 pounds of corn and 100 pounds of urea per ton, and that would be almost a 21% uh, crude protein feed. Of course, the birds would do terrible on it Uh, because even though it would, uh, you know, when you analyze the crude protein, it would be almost 21%, you know, the vast majority of that protein is, uh, it is completely unusable by the bird. And so, 
you know, we, we need to remember that chickens don't have a crude protein requirement. Uh, they actually have a requirement for amino acids, which are the, uh, the building blocks of protein. I'm looking and, at, you know, go ahead. I'm following along. I'm, lo I'm looking at a label here, so. Oh, well, so, you know, with, and then with amino acids, uh, usually on a feed tag or label, you'll, if they do list amino acids, you'll see just, it'll say lysine or methionine or threonine. Right. And those are typically total values. And so when we're talking about amino acids, uh, nutritionists will talk about total amino acids and digestible amino acids. And, you know, just like, like anything else, like, uh, like electricity or, uh, uh, you know, gas in your, in your vehicle, uh, when we consume nutrients that the, the when we use those nutrients, it's not 100% efficient. And so even a really good protein source might be only around, uh, you know, in the high 80s or low 90s uh, uh, percent digestibility. So when we talk about a, um, a lysine requirement, so, you know, if we say that the requirement is 1.25%, but the, but the lysine digestibility of the diet is only 93%, that means that 7% of it's just excreted and it can't be used by the bird. So if we, if we don't formulate the diet based on the digestible lysine or the fraction that can be used by the bird, then we'd only be supplying 1.16% uh, digestible lysine even though the total amount was 1.25. And so, you know, there again, whether it's, in, in that case, whether you're at 1.25 or 1.16, uh, the crude protein could be the same no matter what the level of lysine is. Uh, so, you know, just looking at crude protein just, you know, really doesn't tell you about the amount of uh, digestible amino acids that are in the feed and, and how well that, that feed's going to work uh, for your birds. Is the, when I'm looking down here at the ingredients list, not just the guaranteed analysis, uh, the ingredients mm -hmm. list, is, is this structured the same as what's on my pack of crackers where what's in the, the most <coughs> quantity starts at the beginning and the least quantity is at the end as far as the amount? Is it the same as on feed as it is our, our food? It is. Um, that's that's correct. But there's there's some things uh, you know that, that we need to keep in mind when when looking at the the order of ingredients. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one is it it is by order of weight. We're looking at you know how many pounds per uh, per ton that in, that ingredient is in the formula. Mm -hmm. But let's say I've got an ingredient uh, that that's really good, looks good on a label. And you want that to be first, um, but it's you know it's not cheap. So you've got other ingredients that are cheaper. Well, if you have say three or four of your top ingredients that are all 20% uh, of the diet, 
you know, so you have a four-way tie, you know, then it's the the feed manufacturer's uh, choice of, of what order to put them on in the label. Okay. So, yeah, so, I mean, so let's say you have ingredient one, two, three, four, you know, the, and then you have 20 other ingredients. Ingredient one could be 99% or it could be 10%. And, um, you, you know, just the, the order on the list doesn't tell you at all about how much is actually in there. It just tells you that it's at least tied or more for the highest uh, weight by uh, you mm-hmm. know, the formula compared to the okay. other ingredients. So that's that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, the other thing is a lot of times, uh, you know, feed mills will get ingredients that are um, already a blend of, of several ingredients themselves. Uh, the, the best example is vitamin and trace mineral premixes. And so th- these are typically made by, um, by a, you know, a vitamin premix company. And, you know, when we're talking about, about uh, vitamins and trace minerals, they're at such low levels, uh, especially um, like with vitamin B12, you're talking about much less than one gram per uh, pound of, of complete feed. And so, you know, the, the most economical way to make a feed is to have a low, um, what we call a low inclusion premix. Uh, for example, in, in Tucker Milling's uh, poultry feeds, I use a 1.2 pound per ton premix. <clears throat> and so, so this means that, you know, that keeps the vitamins and trace minerals towards the bottom of the ingredient list where they belong. Um, and that's because even in that low inclusion premix, it's, you know, less than two pounds per ton, more than half of that is carrier. Um, and the carrier, uh-huh. you know, could be rice hulls, wheat mids, um, sometimes ground corn cobs, uh, bentonite, uh, limestone, uh, could be any number of things. and and that's important. You need the carrier um, in order to ensure that the vitamins and trace minerals can get mixed properly because they're at such low levels. But, you know, one thing that uh, a feed manufacturer could do is uh, rather than having a low inclusion premix, uh, they could get what's called a, a base mix. So, you know, in that case, you have a premix manufacturer make a, say, a 50 or 100 uh, pound per ton product, and you know ninety something percent of that is carrier. But since you don't know the actual amounts of of everything that's in that that mix, um, you know then you would that would that would go into the ingredient list at that fifty or hundred pound level, and probably mm-hmm. jump several other ingredients. So. You know, so then you're artificially jumping, uh, you know, vitamin B12 up the ingredient list when it's still the smallest ingredient. And so I, I don't know if that it was clear to, to everybody that's listening, but, when, you know, when you have a, a, a product that's, that's already, a, a, you know, a premix, so a lot of times it's not just vitamins and trace minerals, but also, you know, say enzymes that would uh, 
so that product would would have a carrier. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the feed mill doesn't know exactly how many pounds per ton each ingredient in that mix is. So when you when you put your ingredient list together, that's based on the pounds per ton of that product. And um, so I, you know, I hope that's clear. So if, you know, yeah. if the inclusion rate for that product is five pounds then everything in that product, everything in its ingredient list, would go ahead of something else in your formula that's four pounds per ton. Okay. Yeah, it may, yeah. May, makes so sense that, to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that, <clears throat> you know, that, that's that's a another area where it, that that ingredient list could be manipulated and and just you know it's not saying that anyone's doing that it's just it, it's a possibility that people should be aware of and just a reason to sure. you know, have a relationship with who you buy feed from and you know ask questions and and uh, yeah, you know know what's in your feed. Well, I'm looking right here and one thing that and and I'll admit. Um, I've read I read your labels before there at Tucker Milling. Obviously, mm-hmm. when uh, I reached out to you and said, "Hey," <laughs> everybody knows the story about how we got associated. But I'm looking down here. I'm just going to let folks know. You know, I'm looking at in this 16% layer uh, mini pellet that I've got, and I'm, I don't. This my wife just handed it to me, so I don't know um, how old. That's pretty recent. Three of 21. Um, I mean, I'm just looking, just so people know, because it's, it's such, people are so interested. I see um, anise, I see cinnamon, uh, I see um, essential oils of clove, garlic, oregano, ginger, marigold extract, paprika extract, um, just to name a few. So that, that, that just naming those off should make a lot of people happy out there because they're always talking about mm-hmm. all natural and essential oils and and things like that. So not not that it's totally related to what we're talking about, but I thought uh, I would mention that if folks are looking for um, a feed that that that's um, not against using these and have the studies to back it up, which you do. We've talked about that. Um, that's that's yeah. in your good old fashioned sixteen percent layer palette, folks. Um, interesting. Alrighty, well, don't let me delay. Let's carry on. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, m- most of those uh, uh, plant extracts and botanicals that you listed are are part of a product called uh, True EO from uh, Norell Animal Nutrition, which is yeah, you know, w- one of our favorite uh, ingredient vendors. And that you know, that's a, a product that is, that's backed by research. They've they've done you know research all over the world, and you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know you, you can't tell the amount just based on reading the uh, the ingredient list. But you know, when we put that uh, in the feed, it's going in at that level that the research shows is effective. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. And the oh, and the next thing is, uh, you know, I wanted to. To mention the dates that are that are on a tag or a bag, sure. Um, and that, so that that's a requirement that you know there there always needs to be a date. Um, but unfortunately, that date doesn't have to be readable. 
Now wait, do you mean do you mean like like we're going to use some invisible ink or some ink or or, or it might be a code? I mean, are, are like code? No, it's a code. Uh, that, yeah. Or, what does that really mean, can, there, Kern? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, on on a lot of products, it's not just seed, but I, I think uh, a lot of times on egg cartons, uh, on other food products, you know, it could be a box of crackers or or yeah. bag of chips or something. Uh, a lot of times, you'll see Julian dates. And okay. Uh, I had to <laughs> I had to Google uh, how to interpret those uh, this morning. Um, for example, today's date. Uh, would be two one 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 nine, and uh, you know, if you, so if you have a bag of seed and you want to know when that seed was made and how, you know if it's fresh or not, and you see two one 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 nine, yeah, that that's not very helpful at all. And uh, what that Julian date is is the first two digits would be the year, so twenty twenty one. So the first two digits are two one, um, yep. and then the last three digits are the uh, the day of the year. So April 29th is the 119th day of the year. So today is 21119. Um, so it's, it, yep. it, you know, it's not that hard to figure out what the actual date is, but it's, it's not real easy either. And, uh, you know, so we, we've made the, the choice to always put the actual date that where you can, you know, easily see, uh, when that feed was made, and and uh, we typically get feed to our dealers in 24 to 48 hours, and so we're you know we're proud of of getting fresh feed uh, you know out on the, on the market and available to our our dealers and end users. But uh, you know it's just just uh, something that that we've seen is is there's a lot of other um, you know feed manufacturers that might use a Julian date or or some other other form that's not easily readable or understandable. Yeah, I see it right now for this old country boy. Three, two, 2021. This is just like a date. Three slash two slash 2021. Perfect. Yes, sir. Yep. And I'm guessing there would be a, a lot number on here somewhere as well if something should happen to track it back down to a particular lot, a lot number, I'm guessing. There's not always a lot number um, on that tag. is probably not. In, in some, you know, in some cases, uh, companies will have lot numbers. Uh, we, we can, you know, track down a lot number based on the data manufacturer and what that, that product is. Um, oh, that makes we'll sense. We'll have a fact number. So um, there on the, I think the bottom left of the tag, uh, yeah. it'll be a number that's the, that's the bag number um, out mm-hmm. of that out of that lot. So we, you know, know exactly when that was bagged, um, or we could track down, you know, who uh, who was in charge of production at that time, who who bagged it, uh, you know, who put eyes on it, who who. Uh, was running the pellet mill, who was running the mixers, uh, and all that. Cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, funny story. Talking it. about, uh-huh. we know, you know, tra- tracking all this and all that information that y'all keep, you can find out, you know, who who had eyes on that bag, who was running this machine during that bag, who was doing this for that bag, and whatnot. We um, 
we came back after a probably just a two day trip and um maybe three day trip and the uh um gentleman that takes care of our animals while we're gone <laughs> I didn't know this at the time but um so um he he took care of our animals well Jen was out there and and she came back into the house she says hey I found this pair of reading glasses in our I don't know if it was our chicken feed or goat feed and and our and our and our goat feed or something. And I'm like, Okay, well that's really odd. It could have been a burglar trying to steal some feed for his chickens. I don't and, and been over or whatever. I'm like, it could be Chris's. I'm like, if Chris and it's they're not his glasses and they're not his son's glasses who helped take care of our animals and the cameras don't show any intruders, then <laughs> I'm going to contact Tucker Milling, and I'm going to say, hey, any of your employees losing a set of reading glasses? <laughs> it may have fell in the bag. But, uh, no, they, we tracked it. It was Chris. He took. He said, I wondered where those went. I, was, I had them up on my head when I was you know, doing all the feed and gathering the feed. They must have fell off into the bag. But, yeah, you were going to be call number three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I haven't seen anybody wearing reading glasses out in the bill. <laughs> Just say, hey, y'all got anybody missing some reading glasses? They found in my feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Well, uh, yeah, moving on, I, I just uh, wanted to, to also mention how uh, you, you might see proprietary names for groups of ingredients or, you know, technologies. Uh, a lot of times these are trademarks. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, one that that you, that you might see on a bag of feed is, uh, you know, it's a name that's used to describe calcium, oyster shell, and manganese for strong shells uh, in an, another brand feed. And... You know, it, they've got a trademark name, but it, it doesn't tell you anything about how much of any of those things is in there. Uh, the other thing is, you know, we, oyster shell can help with shell quality in, in older hens, but it's because of the larger particle size. Uh, you know, it's so you get that slow-release calcium from the, from the gizzard. It, it, when you put it in a pelleted feed, you can't run large particle size oyster shell or limestone because uh, you, you tear up your pellet mill dies. And so, you know, in a, in a pelleted feed, if you're if you have oyster shell, you're you're going to be using oyster shell flour, which provides no extra benefit over any other source of calcium. And so, I, you know, that's just an example where it's it's uh, you know it's a marketing strategy. It it looks good, but you know what does it really mean? And uh, so that's that's one reason why we've chosen you know recently to um, you know say exactly what product we're using, um, who the manufacturer is. We're using a lot of uh, products from Norfeed, um, a lot of products from Norel Animal Nutrition, uh, Diamond V XPC Yeast. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know we're we're trying to get the word out on on what those uh, products are. We you know encourage people to to go check out uh, those companies' websites and and uh, and talk to them and uh, 
you know, learn about those specific products that, because, um, you know, the reason that we use them is because they're backed by research. We know they work uh, and that, if, you know, you're getting the value um, from that product. And, you know, that, that goes back to the ingredient list where, you know, you, you can't put proprietary names or, or actual trade right. names in the ingredient list. So you might have 10 different feeds that all say yeast culture, uh, and there might even be the same amount in, in each one. But just by saying yeast culture, you don't know if that product is, uh, you know, standardized under a, a strict quality control, if it's consistent. Uh, you don't know if it uh, ha- has any research to back its efficacy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why it's important to not just look for um, for words like yeast culture or, you know, cinnamon extract or thyme extract or um, or lactobacillus or probiotics that that might be listed on the bag or the, the tag or ingredient list. But, you know, what that specific product is makes a big difference on if that uh, is going to provide value to your birds, uh, and if you know the added cost of that ingredient is is going to uh, you know be worth it and be uh, of value to you. Yeah, the first thing that pops into my mind, and then I'm going to go to commercial break, and we come back. I'd like to talk about, um, and not to rush, but maybe shift gears a little bit, uh, or maybe summarize. Say when we're looking at this this nutritional label. You know, in a sentence or two, what, what's the most important thing, I guess, I should look for Lance? And then, two, kind of get into, because um, I wanted to touch on this today, too, uh, was the uh, uh, the bag itself. And you had some examples of where, well, they say this is in there, but it's not at an amount that's even <laughs> helpful to your ends um, uh, mm-hmm. regarding that. And then, of course, I just lost my train of thought um, as well. But I wanted to go to commercial break. Uh, and then cover that when we get back um, about the, okay. the feed label, and then of course also the uh, the bag label as well, and how that sometimes just like an egg carton can be a little bit deceiving for us that don't say don't know any better. So, um, folks, we're going to take a little break, but we will be back. Are you dealing with a stinky coop or brooder? Backyard chicken owners are loving Chick Fresh. Not only does it eliminate the nasty odors, but it also eliminates the dangerous and unhealthy ammonia. You can use Chick Fresh in your coop, brooder, garbage can, litter boxes, and more. Even use it in your spouse's smelly shoes. Get your bottle 15% off today by going to coopcarespecial.com. Take back control and say no to nasty odors. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. 
They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in just 15 seconds. Powered by a 1.5 horsepower electric motor, the Yardbird Chicken Plucker can handle two 8-pound birds at one time, while the built-in irrigation ring keeps your hands free for other butchering tasks. The 20-inch stainless steel drum features 110 rubber plucking fingers that gently remove feathers and dirt without tearing the skin. When butchering is complete, the plucker rinses clean with just soap and water. To learn more or purchase your plucker, visit YardbirdPluckers.com. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All righty, let me push the right button here on the switchboard and uh, we'll bring... Uh... Dr. Gehring back on the show. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Um, so we've got about 10, 15 minutes left. Let's if if uh, so the um, for lack of a better term, you've got the soccer mom in urban America. They're going to the feed store. Uh, maybe they heard this podcast. They're like, you know, I really am interested now, or a lot more interested. Or I know now I should be interested in in, in knowing the labels or reading the labels first. Let's talk about that label at the bottom of the bag uh, that we don't often see because it is at the bottom of the bag. Uh, we may be more interested in what the words say on the nice colorful uh, front of the bag where, where you know the colorful chickens are. But um, is there something, maybe the top two or three things um, that when I look at this label on the bottom of the bag that I should, uh, I guess, look for? I mean, we talked about this before a little bit about, you know, they'll, they're like, 17% protein, that's what I want, or 22%, or, uh, you know, protein is king right now, it seems like, in, in a lot of the backyard poultry communities. Uh, that may be one of them, or the, the lysine methionine, or maybe somebody, like we said earlier, is interested, and they're looking, I can see a lot of uh, mm-hmm. uh, young ladies that keep chickens that are looking at the, the label at the bottom of the bag going, oh, wow, this has clove and garlic and oregano and ginger and marigold and paprika. This is great. I'm going to buy food. 
because they just that's it's kind of the catchphrase, if you will. It's it's, it's today. It's two thousand you know twenty one, and they're like, oh, I hear that's good, or I read that's good, and it's already in my feed. This is fantastic. I don't have to go out and buy more and, and spend money on that. But what maybe one or two, three things on the actual um, uh, guaranteed analysis, the the, the bottom nutritional label what 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 do we want to look for real quick yeah um you know i i think it's good to look for you know look for the protein level and things like that and um you know again it it, it you just don't want to get too too hung up on that because it really doesn't tell you about the quality of the feed that you know maybe helps you um it helps with your decision a little bit but but that's about it um, and then as far as, you know, looking for those things in the ingredient list, like, uh, you know, clove or thyme or yeast culture, you know, I, I think that's great. You know, that's, that's what what I look for, um, you know, when I look at products. But, you know, again, that you don't know anything about what that uh, specific product is in there. But what what I would encourage people to do is, you know, look for those things and then um, contact the – whoever the feed manufacturer is, and, and if you have questions, and uh, you, know, you know, ask them about it. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, anyone who's using uh, Tucker milling feed or has considered uh, trying our feed, I'd uh, just encourage you to, to contact us, and, and we'd be glad to tell you more about, about those things that are in the feed. Um, you know, but the, uh, the other thing, you know, with, with our uh, show flock starter, you know it's 21% protein. But if if you if you just look at that, if you just look at what's on the on that tag, you you wouldn't know that you know it's formulated based on the uh, digestible amino acid level. And if if it was just formulated on crude protein, that uh, that ingredient cost uh, decreases by 35 cents a bag. Which you know, I know that that's that's quite a lot, but that thirty-five cents a bag, it it also comes with eighteen percent less digestible lysine, thirty-two percent less digestible methionine and cysteine. Um, so the you know the consequences for growth and body condition, vitality, health far outweigh that that. Uh, increased uh, feed cost by formulating based on those digestible levels. So, uh, you know, that's, that's why it's, it's just important to, to look for those things like protein, like um, different feed additives, but also ask questions. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that you just can't get from, from the bag or from the the feed tag, because in a lot of cases there just isn't room to put those things on there, but uh, the feed company should be glad to tell you about them. Yeah, give them a call. Have a good relationship. I mean, that's uh, that's, uh, why, you know, again, an advantage of working with a uh, a family-owned company that's local. Uh, You know, I know y'all delivered somewhere between seven and nine states, and a lot of them actually kind of touch Mm -hmm. each other right there, and close by and um, I've been there many times and I know I have you on speed dial but I actually heard from uh, uh, um, Kendra uh, and Megan there. I think Megan still probably sits right across the the way from you and and I've talked to them. It's like, man, 
Curran is like on the phone all the time. I mean, it's so important about the feedback and we take it seriously and we, we don't just say this, but I mean, the, the amount of customers that you talk to on a daily basis that have just a general question, whether I want to be the best for my rabbits or I want the best for my chickens or the for turkeys or I'm doing meat birds or I'm doing game birds or, you know, I've got, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, my hogs, um, then, uh, and you're right there. Hey, what's up? Yes, this is the person who just designed your food. Um, and so that, what a great, what a great opportunity yeah. to take advantage to take advantage of that, um, and I can tell you why I put in there what I put in there, <laughs> and why I think it's important, and what the studies <laughs> say about it too. Um, so let's talk, switch gears a little bit, and talk about uh, the beautiful, you know, colored bag, you know, the, all this stuff that the the, the, the feed company, let, let's face it, wants to to brag about, and uh, and maybe in this, in some cases, it's. It's nothing to brag about if you dig a little bit deeper, but, you know, we've got the shock factor, the colorful, cute picture of a chicken, and then these catchphrases like probiotic, prebiotic, uh, essential oils, you know, oregano, all this stuff that may be on there that, you know, the catchphrase of the week out there in Internet land, and they're like, that's what I want. I don't know why I want it. I don't know how much is in here, if there's even enough to actually benefit my bird, but, hey, it's in there, and I heard it on a blog. So so that's what I want, um, and it happens to all of us. I mean, let's face it, regardless if it's chicken feed or something else in our lives. Um, but let's let's talk about the what, you know, the, the, um, the front of the bag that, that everybody's looking at when they go and buy feed a lot of times. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just so important to, you know, not let a, a bag design make your decision for you. Um, you know, we've we've been redoing a lot of our bag designs, uh, especially with the, the new show clock line. They're, they're all new, and, uh, you know, you mentioned Megan. She, she does all the graphics and, you know, does an amazing job. Uh, but, you know, we got to remember that, the way the bag looks uh, doesn't do anything for your chickens. Uh, it doesn't help them grow. It doesn't make them lay more eggs. Uh, so, you know, I I love having better-looking bags and, and, you know, beautiful bags. And, you know, eventually we want to, you know, do almost all our products that way. But, the you know, the thing that, that makes your birds healthy and perform and, and everything is what's in the bag. And so, you know, we just got to, you know, be careful when we're looking for uh, for feed for our animals that, uh, you know, we don't let, you know, the pretty exterior, um, you know, keep us from, uh, you know, making the, the right decision about what's on the interior. Andy, are we, are we still on? 
Oh, hang on. Yep, we're still on. I was having a technical issue here. Sorry about that. I apologize. Okay. Um, so um, I would say, I would say that um, again, traveling the country, 37 states, uh, being in hundreds of stores, feed stores, talking with thousands of folks that are in those feed stores when I'm there. It doesn't matter what region of the country. Um, I would say that um, the majority, maybe even by far of the folks buying these 50 pound bags of feed that are in that store are women. And so, you know, they, they, they love their birds. They want to, they want the best for their birds. That's why I was you know talking about these ingredients that seem to be really popular right now out in the uh, blogs and forums. And so, you know, Hey, they, they face it. They'll, they may be more attracted to that really pretty bag with the pretty chicken on it and whatnot. But again, part of the show and having you on the fourth Thursday of every single week, every month, um, you know, is getting us more educated on it's, it's more than a pretty face. We always hear that. Oh, she's more than a pretty face. That's more than a pretty face. Look, look a little deeper. You know, it's, it's a pretty bag, but look a little deeper. Look at the, uh, the guaranteed analysis tag at the bottom. Look, look at that, you know, what, what's in there. And, and if you don't know, call the company. It says you have this much yeah. of this product in there. Um, is that just to make me happy, or is that enough to actually do the birds you know, good? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or if there's, uh, you know, if there's something uh, in there that, that you don't know what it is or what it's for, ask. And uh, you know, we'd be glad to, to to help any, you know, answer any questions like that. Um, and, you know, I'll also mention that, you know, if we put something on the front of the bag, like we, we typically have three or four bullet points, um, you know, those things are added at the manufacturer's full recommended rate, the rate that's uh, research proven to be effective um, or it won't be there. Um, and, you know, that that's just that, – that goes for Tucker Milling Seed, um, but – you know, it's not general, uh, not necessarily the case in in, in all cases uh, for with other mm-hmm. feed. So, you know, all, I, I think it's always a good idea to to reach out and, and try to have you know a relationship with with your feed manufacturer or the feed store where you buy your feed. Um, and a lot of times they can answer a lot of questions, and uh, and yeah, just just know what's what's in that bag and and what you're feeding your animals. And if you don't know, if you want more information, uh, whether it's Tucker Millen, uh, which we we hope you're buying, or you know any, you know, do your due diligence. Call them up. Call them up. See if you can get in touch with the actual person that developed that feed for that company. And look at those dates. I think that's important too. Look at the date when you go into that feed. When you go into that, yeah. whether it's a big big box sport store or your little small little local mom, which I love. That's where I buy mine from. And and look at the date on that label. You told us kind of how to read that. If it's the the Julian date or just a simple date for us country boys, three two twenty one. Hey, I know. Um, and look and see, you know, uh, how fresh that uh that feed is like you said it's going from the day it was made right there at your facility to the store normally in 24 hours maybe out to 48 um and and then uh Mm -hmm. i mean that's some that's some super fresh feed look at that date i want to ask you something and people know this with me regardless of sponsor no sponsor good guy bag it doesn't matter but i sometimes ask the tough questions i wouldn't categorize this as one of those i'm going to ask you a tough question here on the spot i don't really think this falls into the category but like but i think it's something interesting to talk about it and something that sometimes aggravates me but so we've got down here at the bottom 
uh, of the Tucker Milling label. It says uh, ruminant meat and bone meal free. So someone uh, would read that, and I would think, and I'm, you know, I, I, and what I would think that means is like a term we often hear: no animal byproducts. Is that is my way off base here? Or when I read this, ruminant meat and bone meal free, is that just a different way of saying um, uh, again? Um, uh, no animal or made without animal byproducts does not contain any animal byproducts or is that partially kind of in line with that or not? So according to you, the, the nutritionist and Tucker milling ruminant meat and bone meal free. Um, does, does that again, does that mean like, Hey, no made without any animal byproducts. What, what, why is that important to me? Uh, no, in, in that case, that it doesn't mean no animal byproducts necessarily. Um, but, you know, ruminants would be cattle, uh, goats, uh-huh. sheep, um, and that's really for people that, you know, that may also have uh, have ruminant animals on this farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, we don't – we make ruminant feed. We make a lot of cattle feed, goat feed. Yeah, uh, I use it. <laughs> and sheep feed. Yeah. And uh, so, so we don't have any ruminant byproducts in our mill. And, uh, okay. and that's actually okay. a federal requirement um, because of uh, the, because of mad cow disease or, or BSE, and um, so that, you know that that's on that particular tag. But that really goes for everything that we make. Um, we mm-hmm. do, we do not use any ruminant uh, um, byproducts, and that and that goes for any feed manufacturer that also makes cattle feed or or any ruminant feed. Um, they wouldn't be able okay. to use any. Uh, any ruminant products in that mill? Because a lot of times you'll see, and it depends on what the person's belief are. You'll you'll see that sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? I'll say uh, uh, made without animal byproducts. You know, and then a lot of people say, well, that's just because there's no, you know, well, there's no, you know, chicken <clears throat> bones, ground up chicken feathers in there. You know, whatever the case may be. But but then you've got the folks that say. Well, chickens are omnivores. They're going to eat meat. They're, you know, they, they're eating, yep. you know, roaches and bugs and beetles and, and all this stuff. And they get onto these folks that advertise chicken that's in the store and even advertise other things that says, you know, no animal byproducts and all this stuff. But then, you know, all vegetarian diet. And then you got the folks that say, well, uh, that's not a chicken's natural foraging diet <laughs> so you're, you're basically admitting right. not to feeding not you're not feeding your chicken uh it's natural so you got all levels as we know the people listening of chicken keepers yeah. and then that's that's what they'll think when they hear that made without animal byproducts well that's not a natural you know chicken diet or what have you so um, I, I was right there and i was curious and i was uh see that's when i read that that's the first thing that popped in my, my mind oh that must mean no, raised without you know or no animal yeah. byproducts and it doesn't mean that at all in fact it's uh, it's like the uh reminds me of the um uh, raised without hormones no added hormones well yeah they haven't been able to do that federally since the 50s so this is kind of the same thing uh it, it legally you know i think you said something like that's it's not legal to do that anyway since you're making food for ruminants uh there at your facility from what from what i understood you said so no that's that's good that's that's perfect um yep. any last little tidbits of information about getting folks in the mindset of reading these labels and really how important they are and again there's a lot of i'll, I'll admit I can read the date. I appreciate you doing that, Tucker Millen. But it's still just like if I go and read this pack of crackers I got over in my kitchen. There's a lot of words I can't pronounce. Um, yeah. On on this, uh, and so I can call you. I can say, Hey, what is this? What is um, 
I don't know what it, you know, uh, pridoxine, hydrochloride, ethyl, you know, I, I could call you up and say, hey, what is this in my feed or my, my chicken's feed? And you're going to be like, hey, this is uh, Dr. Gehring, and I can tell you exactly what that is and why it's in there. Whether you can pronounce your, whether yeah. you can pronounce it or not, I can pronounce it because I have a PhD. <laughs> what you need to know? <laughs> yeah, what well, and that's that, that's one thing that uh, you know that I don't like about a lot of marketing, and you know, it's usually uh, food products, you know, people food products, and you see commercials on TV, and they say, "Well, I <laughs> like this one because I can pronounce all the ingredients." Well, uh, you know. What you just mentioned is a is one of the B vitamins, uh, and so you know if you eat uh, you know almost anything uh, that's in there, and and if you didn't have any, then you wouldn't be able to live. So you know the something being good for you or bad for you because it's uh, you know a short word or a long word or uh, you know just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, at the same time, you know, I like to, you know, Google stuff a lot and, uh, you know, do a lot of research uh, online, but there's a lot of terrible sources for, of information out there. So, yeah, we we definitely encourage you to, to ask us and I'd, you know, be glad to, to send, you know, answer questions or send information uh, and, and sources and everything. Uh, or email. I mean, I guess it might be, you know, um, people could email you as well. I could see, like, well, I don't really want to bother Dr. Gehring, you know, call him on the phone. Well, I can send him a little email, and he can, you know, get back to me at, at his own time. I, my question's not that important, you know, that yeah. that people are kind of in, in, uh, intimidated to call you <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, that, well, uh, you know, uh, Facebook's actually probably the best way to – um, to, to get in touch with us, if you send us a, a message on our page. Yeah, go like uh, then, yeah, uh, Dr. Milling. Yeah. Yep, and then that'll get routed to to whoever's yeah, you know the best one to to answer that question. And, uh, yeah, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. So head over if you're on if you're on Facebook, and I know you have Instagram as well. And um, Tucker yeah. Milling uh, LLC, and then and then like their page, and then you can you can just hit the message. We all know how to private message in Facebook and on uh, Instagram as well. Send them a message with your question; they'll route it to the right person, and they'll answer it and get it back right back to you. That's great. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, great, you know, in depth. Hey, science filled um uh the importance of reading bag labels and and really what they mean at the end of the day both the nutritional label attached to the bottom of the bag some of you are like i have to look for that next time i go buy feed and then of course what we see right on the bag itself and the importance of that and if we can really believe that or you know the 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 deception sometimes again we're not accusing anybody of anything but just hey this can happen just like i bet a lot of people that read that the bottom of the bag when it says minimum amount but it doesn't tell me you know really much parameters it's just the minimum has a minimum of that in it but it could be a lot more uh just can't be less than that mm-hmm. so that's something that that uh, a lot of people uh learn today so again thanks so much for coming on uh dr Curran Gehring, phd poultry nutritionist at tucker milling feeds over there in uh gunnersville alabama i'll be over there on the 15th saturday 
May 15th at Gunnersville Feed doing a poultry workshop as well. And I'll be down in Troy, Alabama this Saturday. And I'll be sharing that with everybody, of course. If I've already posted about it, I think, um, and where we're going to be and what times, the Saturday, 10 to 12. Come on out and learn all about uh, some backyard poultry. So thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll see you the fourth Thursday uh, in May. Sounds good. Thanks, Andy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for all the valuable information. And uh, let's be a label reader. And so we know, you know, we, you, you focus so much on, you know, feeding your family. Oh, I do this because by knowing what's going into my hens, I know what's coming out of my hens, those beautiful fresh eggs I feed my family. And there's so many other things that you're like, well, I don't want to give them that. I don't want to give them this. But you'll just go buy any 50-pound bag of feed off the shelf, and you're feeding them that. So let's get a little bit more educated about the feed that we are feeding our flocks because, hey, we love them, right? Absolutely. And we eat their eggs. Yummy. So, uh, hey, thanks for tuning in today. We will see you next Thursday right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper, brought to you by Tucker Milling. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in The Chicken Whisperer, on Twitter at Backyard Poultry, and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening.